somewhat related to that as I remember a lecture that I saw uh, and I don't claim, claim to go to Oxford but I saw it on YouTube and it was uh, I thought it was very curious not curious uh, interesting in that uh, a, a man uh, was able to figure out how how uh, how Shakespeare sounded at that time period that if he spoke it if he, if he spoke Shakespeare in highfalutin English uh, uh, as opposed to how English might have been spoken on the street at that time period, he was able to knock about uh, uh, 30 minutes off the play. And, and it was just, uh, and, and he, he did a part of Romeo and Juliet and how they might have spoken at that time. And it, it sounded, rather than sounding uh, like something you'd see on public television, it, sounded, it had a rougher sound to it. But you eventually got into it, and you, you eventually begin to, began to understand, you know, what they were saying. But I just thought that was, um, there, there are a lot of people in different uh, fields trying to figure this out. I, I appreciate what you went through. Yeah, I mean, language change is fascinating. I mean, to be a homerist, you have to learn a bit about historical phonology and historical linguist, linguistics. Um, the, but the people who do those types of reconstructions um, just spend years really learning how language changes and studying it. Um, and a lot of them also, you know, if they're not professional musicologists, they're also amateur musicologists. They just have an idea about the musicality and the variability of language. Um, and I think the first thing that we need to do is always change our horizon of expectations about, you know, what's high language, what's low language, and how it moves over time. Um, I think that part of what's different about Homer is that it was probably always somewhat elevated speech. Um, and to sort of differentiate, let's say, Homeric speech context from the Shakespearean one, um, Homeric language seems to be a, an amalgam dialect. So it's made up of different dialects from all over Greece. Some, not, 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 not like a Frankenstein dialect, but it does take aspects from others. Um, so it, it represents a language of composition, um, but not something that's actually probably spoken of, spoken using uh, colloquially um, by any people. Um, so it's really what, you know, what Germans call a Kunstsprache, you know, an artistic speech. Um, but not that it's sort of, um, it's not synthetic in sort of an artificial way, but it's synthetic is that it's brought together for a specific purpose. And that's sort of exploring, creating, and establishing a shared cultural system. Um, when you have a bunch of different city-states and villages that speak different dialects and have slightly different customs.